Welcome to football or soccer, whatever you call it. I am Fuquin with my co-host Melina Gaspar. How are you doing, Melina? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're glad to have you back. I know uh, we're not going to talk about Taylor Swift right now because I know she's coming to uh, to Argentina. Um, you know, but uh, that will be another story. I didn't get tickets either, Melina. If that makes you feeling better, I don't think it does, but. Just letting you know, I tried as well. Didn't get it. Uh, I know a bunch of my friends who did, you know, who are just kind of watching her concerts across the country. So hopefully maybe, you know, you can you can get lucky and get some tickets uh, eventually. But let's, you know, what's not lucky? Um, w- w- the doubleheader we were at, it was a very long doubleheader. Melina, I obviously went up there. I went with, um, I actually saw Stumptown colleagues, uh, Sam and Alex, so we enjoyed the doubleheader together, Um, and it was a very long day, Melina. I got up there, I think I went with Taylor Vincent from The Equalizer. Um, Shout out to Taylor for driving um, the three hours back and forth, uh, and then doing photography for both games as well. So it was a a very long day, but honestly, it was a a lot of fun, you know what I mean? Um, So it started, uh, I think we got there an hour before the game time, Melina, so... I was I was there. We I was looking at the food selection. They had a pretty good selection. I'm not gonna lie. They had breakfast food. They had sausage. They had hash browns. They had eggs. They had like a bunch of like different desserts to choose from, like all the drinks. They had Starbucks, you know, for the media. So it's pretty fun. Um, oh, that was and, free. For the yeah. Media? Yeah. Wow. I need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a good time. Um, but let's get into the game. I know you were also watching it uh, alongside. Um, what were your just initial thoughts of the game? Obviously, let's let's talk with the Timbers Sounders first, then we'll go into Thorns Ring. Well, um, it was the same thing you you watched or saw, minus the food. So <laughs> it was kind of painful to watch that game because I thought that the Timbers like left all that bad soccer behind, but they didn't. Sometimes it resurface again and this game was one of those occasions mm. it was a pretty boring game to be honest uh, there wasn't much to write about um and i think the only the only one i can highlight is paredes because he did yeah. a lot of good stuff uh but the others were pretty bland even moreno that i always like how he plays but yeah. he but he didn't do that good in this game and yeah. the, well, Seattle didn't do better. I mean, they created more quality chances, but still very few. Mm. And the Timbers try more, but no. I, I remember after watching the game, I was watching. I don't know if it was Fox Sports or, but they they tried to highlight the the best play of the game, and it was uh, one of uh, Dyron's Priya. Like yeah. kicking that that ball, yeah, and it was so lame. So yeah, yeah not not much to talk about really <laughs> about this game. Oh well, I think the biggest takeaways for me was just the fact that I don't like. Let me let me ask you this question before I go into my takeaways. Do you think any team deserved to win that game? Nah, not really. I mean, I was yeah. rooting for the Timbers, but other than that, I I think the the score was uh, fair enough. Exactly. That's how I feel as well. 
I think the big takeaway for me is JDM wasn't starting. Um, uh, and honestly, uh, I was speaking to Ryan Clark for, from the Oregon Live slash Oregonian, and he was just telling me that he's healthy, he's fine. But I think uh, I think the wear and tear of the season getting to him a little bit because we have to remember he's very young player, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you do have to just you know rest your players. So I'm curious if it's just a one time thing if he's gonna if Gio's gonna kind of go back. But Gio said I think in the presser he said something about them wanting to be a little bit more defensively sound uh, just because JDM just goes forward way more uh, than they're accustomed to. So I thought Eric Miller filled in perfectly fine. Um, but the back line played pretty solid. Outside of a few chances, Seattle honestly looked like they were, weren't were really dangerous ever. Um, uh, but uh, the issue is, as Portland's defense gets better, Molina, I feel like the attack suffers greatly because they're not bringing as many guys forward, things like that. Um, and I just this is kind of the football we've been seeing in the last three or four games. They've only scored once. Um, so this is definitely a concern. Um, I just don't know where these goals are going to come from because it seems like all these forwards aren't really scoring. If they score goals, is like from defenders. Um, but like you said, Paredes has been playing some of his best football of his career. Uh, really enjoy watching him kind of resurrect his career with the opportunity he's been given, uh, especially with Eric out. So um, but yeah, no, his presser was really nice. He's, you can tell he's taking it game by game, which is really cool. So, uh, really, really proud of, uh, the performance Paredes has been putting in consistently. Uh, but this game, honestly, I think the biggest takeaway I have Molina is about the fans. Uh, why did they not stay for <laughs> the second game when we, I think most pundits and media knew that it was going to be the better game, uh, the women's game. Right. So what was your takeaway when you saw that tweet from Ryan Clark? Uh, just letting um, just kind of like I don't, I don't want to say like expressing disappointment but it seems like a lot of media um, also agreed that too many fans left even if it's a long day you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah uh, it was sad because I mean you're supposed to cheer for both teams I mean at least stay for one half and then go home whatever mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Try to stay and see how the women do it. And even if your team is not winning, I mean, it was a more enjoyable game. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of sad, you know. And I, I always think that they have this big stadium and there are so few people and it's a shame, really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the world we are living in. It's changing little by little, but yeah. still we have those... People like them that leave and, I mean, just stay for a while and see what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> so many exactly. stars in both teams. It was yeah, worth it. I think that's what really hurts me the most, just from a media perspective, because uh, we know a bunch of these women are going to go to the World Cup soon. Um, you know, so this is like one of the last chances uh, this audience gets to see that. And think about it, this double header really only happens once a year, right? Or if that, right? So. I thought it was just a great opportunity. So uh, I do give a shout out to everyone who stayed. Um, and just, you know, and honestly, like, I- I'll be honest, I was very lucky. I was in the media box and I got air conditioning the whole time. So I know it was really warm out there and I know everyone's trying to stay cool um, and just hydrating and like everything at the, the, the state is pretty expensive, you know, like going to games, uh, getting water, getting, you know, food and everything. It's pretty pricey, you know? So, um, but yeah, let's, uh, Let's move on to the second game. Um, 
Melina, what did you see out there? Obviously, uh, you know, we didn't want to go, you know, scoreless for both games. Um, and luckily Portland, uh, you know, uh, well, what did you see from Portland and OL Reign in this game? What were your key takeaways? Well, um, I was surprised by by Seattle, by OL Reign, because we know that they enjoyed these big rival games. Well, the fact that Fishlock wasn't there, of course, yeah. it was a, a big thing here in the result in the score, because we know that she always likes to <laughs> score on Portland. But uh, I thought Megan Rapino was going to be more alive. Uh, the fact that they still don't have Lavelle on the field, of course, mm -hmm. uh, was a factor. Uh, but I think it was going to be like, um, like I thought All Rain was going to do better, uh, yeah. but they didn't. And it was, it was nice to see, for example, Sophia Smith going back to, to the scoring path. And, yeah. and also, well, Christine Sinclair. <laughs> Who also likes those these big rival games a lot? Um, so yeah, better game, of course. Uh, I think the women needed this result because they were uh, having a lot of uh draws, and and so uh, they needed this win to to finish with that and and like move on. Uh, yeah, it was very very fun to watch, at least for a Portland fan. <laughs> And, and I enjoy it a lot. I mean, I think Crystal Dunn also uh, was was great there in the midfield. She always contributes with so much. Uh, Olivia too, of course, she has yeah. grown a lot. And and it was great to see, even though Sinclair uh, was a sub, then impacting impacting this game yeah. in this way. So um, I think this shows us that both can play Olivia and Sink. In different roles, and and yeah, that there is like, uh, like everybody has a spot in this team, and and they don't have to lose it, even though if you're a sub or not, uh, even though you're a veteran or not. I mean, yeah, I think it was a, a good game and a, a good lineup, too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that's the kind of the glaring thing. It seems like Mike Norris is rotating um, Sinclair and Olivia. Like one person will go start one game, the next game they'll rotate. You know what I mean? And I actually um to st to keep them fresh especially uh cuz Olivia's never really played a full season before you know she's never had the opportunity and now she's kind of mm -hmm. part of this core um uh, which is huge. So I do like the fact that he's kind of slowly bringing her on. Would I prefer if she starts uh most games? Yes, but I think what he's doing is he knows in the long run when Sinclair's gone for the World Cup, the Olivia's aren't going to start every game. Um so he's got to try to save her legs a little bit now. Um so when I thought when I thought about before a few weeks ago, I realized that's not how I felt. But now I'm kind of understanding the logic a little bit more. You know what I mean? So um, that was really good. I think Sam Coffey has played some of the best football of her career. Um, I know there's been a few games where she, honestly, she sets a really high standard for herself. Um, so sometimes when she doesn't like have 95 percent pass completion, it's like oh she did not play as good, you know. But uh -huh. defensively, yeah, defensively this year, I thought I think. Uh, it excites me because I think she just keeps getting better every year. Uh, Vladko was at the stadium too, so he had a really good look at her. Um, but yeah, I was just very happy with this game because I thought defensively they, outside of a few opportunities, they see, OL didn't really have much going forward. You know, mm -hmm. um, the midfield kept yeah. the ball, and they honestly they took care of business. They really killed off the game perfectly. You know, not by defending or bunkering or parking the bus, but they did it by keeping control, keeping. Uh, 
getting more chances. And then we saw Sophia just like pretty much look like Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog out there, who just like zoomed past everyone, <laughs> drilled past everyone. Yeah. Uh, it was just really fun to watch. And she said, uh, you know, she just needed to be back by herself. And she thought she played, you know, she, you know, she evaluated herself really well. Uh, I was just really excited because that's a, I think Sophia that we love, you know, the one that continues to attack, who just looks unstoppable, invincible everywhere. Um, and getting that goal, I, you know, it might just lead to like her scoring for the next five games before she leaves for the World Cup, you know, things like that. So that's why I'm I'm pumped. Then Sinclair hitting uh, that ball one time from Weaver, who's been uh, putting in some beautiful crosses and passes that need to be brought home a little bit more. Like, I think there was that one chance by Hina, who I guarantee you, if Hina gets nine more opportunities, she makes nine of those in a row, you know? So just uh, a lot of good things happened. And I think Mike Norris and Emily Mangus brought it up after uh, this the game as well uh, during the presser that she's finally feeling like herself. So um, I, that's why I was happy because I felt like this is their best performance on the year. I know you're, we're looking at other games where we're like, oh, Kansas City or looking at um, – you know, Orlando, the first game, but I honestly didn't, I thought they handled their business way better in this game. Uh, if that makes sense. Uh, Melina, where, where does this rank in their 2023 games for you so far? For me, it's definitely in the top three. I, I have a very bad memory, so I wouldn't put this as number one just because of that. Uh, but yeah, definitely in, in my top three, because they, like you said, they handled very well um the ones that needed to show up uh, showed up and yeah we got the win and when you compare it to what the timbers did well you can see the huge difference between both teams i know comparisons are not good but still you know the the thorns keep bringing us joy and, and sometimes the timbers are like hard to watch and so that the difference in this game was very no noticeable and yeah i what I liked about Sophia's goal was that she had like three defenders in front of her yeah. and she passed the ball. Like she not met one of the defenders and yeah. and the ball went in anyway. So yeah. that was a, a, a very, a great goal, uh, like a, a Sophia Smith goal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that goal just because it's literally what a nine looks like, you know, like a good nine looks like. Um, dribbling past defenders, shrug shrugging off uh, challenges. Um, and how many times did we just see like OL had no answer for her? They either try to foul her, drag her down, or whatever. Like it was just, it's one of those games where, you know, she wasn't going to be stopped. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's fantastic to watch. Uh, but Melina, let's kind of talk about upcoming games. So let's start with Timbers uh, playing Dallas. Uh, on Sunday, then Thorns are playing Orlando at Orlando on Sunday as well. So start with Timbers. Like, I do not want to give a deep dive into LC Dallas, Molina. I don't think it matters. Yes, mm -hmm. Dallas is a top-four team in the West right now, but for me, I just – I have one question for the Timbers. Where's the attack? Are we? Can we see a little bit more from this game? Like, I don't – like, their defense has been playing pretty well, Molina. Like – Outside of yes, I understand they lost one four the other game, but honestly, like when they have their front four, their first four options, they've been playing really uh, good stout defense. Um, but where's the attack though? I it it's just evaporated the past three games. I just want to see it back. You know, like even if they tie zero zero, can they come up with good chances? 
their expected mm-hmm. goals have been it was really good for a certain period of time Alina you and I were talking about that now it's just plummeting again um so I just zero point thirty seven I think or thirty seven yeah like yeah if you want to round it up that'd be nice to a point three but uh it just has not been looking good I it's it's hard to explain I just want to see the attack at least look more lively uh and they're playing at home they they got to come out on the front foot a little bit more right so I would like to see you know a game where they come up the front foot puts them in the back of the net um and go from there so um that's what I want to see uh Melina what are you looking for uh from the Timbers what do you want to see more of uh this Sunday I want to see who can be the nine of the team because you know they don't have it's related to what you said about the attack. They don't have a reliable nine. And well, Evander is not doing that well uh, as he was doing like some, like a month or two ago. But still, he's creating some chances. And but we don't have a reliable nine. Like they yeah. try Bolly, uh, did it work? Um, Fogasa, it's Fogasa is not an option, I think. And yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, so we need somebody that can occupy that spot on the field and, and yeah. reduce something, you know, because sometimes you score goals that just out of luck sometimes. But yeah. still, like a good nine needs that for luck, for quality. But we yeah. don't have none of them. So. <laughs> That's what I want to see for the next game. Someone that can look look a little bit like a nine and can yeah. finish a chance. At least, uh, I don't know, hit the ball, kick it. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, at this point, I I would. I'm curious if Gio would consider playing maybe two up front. You know, maybe Nathan, like a speedster, like Nathan, uh, and maybe pair mm-hmm. him with like a Nias Goda or a Bully. You know, um, I would be curious to see Bully and Nathan start, but. We'll see what happens, but I uh, I just want to see a little bit more liveliness from the team. I know, uh, you know, uh, one cool news is we got to see uh, Jazzy. He's got called up to his national team, um, so oh, good for him. Um, and uh, Zach, I think he, I think Canada is interested in bringing him in. Um, so congratulations to both players. Uh, and then obviously we know JDM is going to be with Columbia as well. Um, so team Timbers, like I said, they have talent. Uh, need to figure uh, out the attacking portion. And I think this team's 11th right now, and it just worries me because they're already falling so much behind the pace. Like, luckily, there's nine teams that make it. So they mm-hmm. definitely just need to start reeling off some results. Um, and then we have the Thorns going to Orlando, Molina. Um, Orlando was on a four-game unbeaten streak, and then now they've lost back-to-back games on the road. Um but they dominated that game against Chicago, but Alyssa Nair had her best game that game, so they couldn't find the net. And then uh, I think they just lost to, who was it, Houston or something? Houston. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. So Houston's been playing better too, which uh, which coincides with them not starting Deanna and Ebony at the same time. So mm-hmm. we could talk about that in a second, but w- what are you looking forward to this game? Because I think, Melina, I guess the first question to you is, is this a trap game for Portland? I wouldn't consider that because historically Portland like almost never struggled to win, whether it's at home or away. So yeah, 
but still, this is a better, uh, better Orlando, different Orlando. And I like Orlando. So I wish them the best. And I'm, I'm waiting for Adriana, for example, to bounce back and keep doing what she was doing before these two losses they got. And also to, to see a good game from Marta. I mean, she always does good on the field, well, yeah. in the field. But, you know, she's it's, it's not, like, really back at her level. Yeah. Uh, so I wish uh, those two can combine. And, of course, I want Portland to win. But uh, I, I would like to see, like, a, a game that is a, a little bit of a struggle or a puzzle for Portland. Yep. And we know they have also other players that are very exciting uh, to watch. And, and, yeah, I think they can create a problem for Portland. And it will be... It would be nice if that happened because we know that, uh, well, Menges is, like you said, she's feeling like herself again. Yeah. But still, uh, they need to be tested. And it's not like, I, it's not like Havli is not doing well, but yeah. she has been like very quiet defensively lately. <laughs> and yeah. and so I would like to see how the back line works against Chicago. Uh, Chicago yeah. No, sorry, Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, it comes down to this. Sophia dominated uh, Emily Madrill last time, but Madrill's gotten so much better since that last encounter, the first game. Um, and uh, Megan Montefusco uh, is back now, um, formerly Megan Oyster. So uh, she's back now, and they make a really good pairing. You know, that's somebody uh, Madrill can learn from, which is great. And it seems like it's been paying off already. But I don't know if either one can stop them, uh, stop Sophia, uh, if they both kind of converge in and try to stop Sophia, then Morgan Weaver is going to have a bunch of opportunities. Uh, Hina is going to have a bunch of opportunities. Crystal Dunn coming from midfield is going to have a lot of opportunities. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think Sam Coffey is going to be the best player on the pitch on Sunday, just because I think she's going to handle her business defensively uh, and moving, just keeping that glue piece together, uh, especially connecting, you know, the top of the midfield and the forwards with her passing and her defense will be important. Um, and I think Sophia just loves playing against Orlando. Uh, I would, you know, I think she's gonna put another one in the back of that. I don't see how she doesn't. Uh, if she does, if she doesn't find a way to score, she's gonna find a way to find somebody to to get assists or something, uh, which is another gear we have to talk about uh, eventually about appreciating her passings, how it's evolved from the first few years to now. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the big thing. I just uh, I'm looking at just I think Orlando is just super underappreciated. They play, I think they play better at home than they do on the road, obviously, but. They've been coming up with a lot of chances. Their finishing has let them down big time this year. Um, so that's going to be interesting to watch, you know. Um, but for me, I just want Portland to come up with the same intensity like they did at OL. So, uh, Melina, what's your score prediction for this game? 3-1. Uh, 3-1, Portland, I'm assuming? Uh-huh, Portland. <laughs> yeah, I think I had 3-1 too, so this is uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, I... I would not be surprised if Marta find a way, found a way. Ellie Watt is up there. Messiah Bright. They have some really good players. So I'm really yeah. – uh, they have a bright future. So just uh, – Seb Hines is doing a phenomenal job, uh, as, along with Sean Nahas from North Carolina. So uh, those are two great coaches. Um, and then, Melina, let's talk about a big piece of news today. I know everyone's going to talk about it, so we'll keep it really short. Um, so Messi is going to go to Miami. Um you know, were you surprised by these by this news and just kind of your thoughts on it uh, from a, just a neutral fan, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a Messi fan. I'm Argentinian, but my dad is a big Messi fan. 
-hmm. uh, not surprised because like at this point of his career he has won everything so yeah. when I got to, to the US and I think he had another offer from from the Arabs yeah I'm not sure. uh, from Saudi um, right yeah yeah, yeah, but that's like, um, I mean, even for him, I think that will be too much <laughs> just because of the, the quality of the league. Um, so, yeah, not, not surprised, really. They've been rumoring this like for a year or more. <laughs> and so it crystallized now. Um, yeah, I think it will attract a lot of fans to MLS, even Argentinians, because Argentinians don't watch MLS. Yeah. Um, I always say that it was... It is kind of sad because when I say I like the Timbers, everybody just stares at me. Like, what is that? <laughs> and then I start to, to say, who are they? And all the costumes yeah. they have. Yeah. And they they are like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, So that, that will attract fans from all over the world to watch MLS and, and that will make the league grow. Uh, too bad that they're not playing the Timbers, like you told me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that would have been interesting <laughs> to see what Sam McGraw and Superich would do against him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think for me, I like obviously I'm happy for sure. You know, what I mean, it's one of those things where, of course, you're happy about it. Um, but it doesn't really affect Portlanders as much just because we're not gonna get to see them for. Uh, looks like unless something we don't know uh, in 2024, uh, it doesn't look like we're gonna play them next year either. So it's unfortunate. Uh, maybe. Some fans can make up the trip up to Seattle and see them, but uh, at this point, it doesn't look likely. I mean, I think it's good for the league. You know, like the David Beckham was good for the league. Uh, having Messi will have a bigger effect, obviously, nowadays. And let's, we, we have to remember, too, he just won a World Cup, you know. Um, so mm -hmm. he's still got a lot left in the tank, and um, we'll, let's, we'll see how long he plays here. But um, I, think, I think it's good news. And then the Timbers – during the transfer window coming up, they got to make some moves. There's a lot of positions they're looking at. Um, mm -hmm. We'll get into that more next time, Melina. Um, but I like. I guess we can get into it real quick. But we can talk about just the positions that you would like them to target. Like for me, it's very standard. I want to see a center back. I think they need another attacker and maybe another midfielder. Um, but I think it's really important because you know you have Larissa Mabiala playing a bunch of games. Um, and unless he, they're playing a five-pack, it doesn't make sense for him to play this much. Um, you know, if Zuperich or McGraw don't play, we see the results. Um, and then I think they're – and I think they need another midfielder. Right now they, they have no depth at midfield. Uh, attacking, I think they have more depth there, but it just seems like no one's producing, so maybe that gets somebody fresh in as well. So what are you looking at for transfer window? Um, mostly the defense, like you said, center-back and a nine. A decent night. Okay. Um, because, you know, yeah, midfield is needed too, but like they are producing chances. For example, uh, last game it was Evander and Paredes. A lot of times it's um, Claudio Bravo and Evander, and they like yeah. switch in that. So they just need to finish at least one of those. And yep. So that's why I'm looking forward for a nine and another center back. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's. So every time we try to do something different um, towards the end of uh, the podcast, so it's been to that time. So I guess you, this is usually where Leo comes in handy, where they like always bring up something fun. But I guess my whole thing is so we were talking about music earlier, right? So uh, 
if you had to go see like one concert, like would it would it be Taylor Swift or would you rather or do you have a, another favorite artist you would like to see? Well, I have I have two bands I would like to watch. Okay. One, one Taylor Swift is not a band; it's a singer. She yeah. would be one, and the other there is this uh, group called McFly. Okay. Um, they appear in a movie where Lindsay Lohan starred, and I get to know them because of that movie. Okay. When I was like 15 or 16, and I love their music, like their songs. Uh, they are the best. They are like a, they have some Beatles, um, like kind of kind of look uh sound like the Beatles sometimes, not not all the songs, of course. Uh, yeah. but combined with with modern rock so yeah i'm very bad with music but i love them and i would like to see them someday but i think they haven't come to argentina yet yeah no i had a buddy who i think i told you the story but yet uh t swift would be mine as well but like i remember she was in vegas and she like pretty much like live streamed it for me the whole time it was really fun uh so i appreciate uh her for doing that so I felt You're like left. I was there, but yeah, no, I was very happy. Like I was like jamming out to everything. Um, and like my favorite music of all time, like, I don't know if I told you this, it's Linkin Park. Um, oh. So yeah, so I know that's a little different for me. So, um, but yeah, though that's my favorite music of all time. So I, uh, you know, I, I enjoy it. Um, but uh, Melina, are you working on any pieces right now um, for Rose City Review? Because I know you're looking at doing more film study, correct? Yeah, um, I had some busy months, but now I'm free. And so, yeah, I just want to write about Olivia Moultrie and all the good she has been doing this year yeah. and how much she has evolved. I don't want to promise too much because, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, I want, to, I want just to watch, uh, rewatch games and, and see how she has been doing. Of course, she has been doing well, but uh, still, to see what excels at, at her age and why yeah. she is so amazing. That's what I, yeah. I want to work on, and hopefully it will be ready for next week. No, I am looking forward to that piece. I've been seeing some like film study because I feel like everyone's taking notice of her, which is awesome. Um, you know, and I it's weird, interesting to me because I think when you think of Olivia, you think of her as like a veteran, right? Like she's been on this mm -hmm. team for a while. You think she's probably mm -hmm. in her mid-20s, but we look at her age, she's still 17. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just interesting to me because she plays like a veteran. She plays like, if you talk to her teammates, you talk to Crystal, you talk to Sam about her, they always talk about how she knows what she, she always knows where to go. She always does stuff that you, you know, like that is special, right? Like um, just her vision, honestly, is really next to none. You know what I mean? Second to none. And just the way that she conducts herself on the pitch is really cool. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to that piece. Uh, I think Leo and I wanted to do kind of like a fun piece about Livia, uh, where we not football related, but maybe like something off the pitch, which would be fun uh, as well. And then I know you and I are looking at uh, trying to interview JDM and also Moreno as well. So uh, keep an eye out for a lot of good content. Um, but yeah, we got a couple of uh, big games on Sunday. Um, so we'll see how uh, both teams can do and move proceed. But uh, last question for you, Melina. We'll end with this is, so now if Portland has three center backs that are all ready to go, uh, we're talking about Thorns, right? Um, who's your 
two starting center backs or would you like to rotate them all? Ah, that's a tough question. Well, I told you that for me, Mangas is my number one. Okay. Um, she had a bad game when she came back, but other than that, she has been good again. Yep. And for me, it's just Javi and Mangas. I know people love uh, Lady Sarban and understand why, but still. But I, I know you cannot bench her. But the thing is, she's going to World Cup, so soon is going to be Mangas and Kabli. Yeah. I know people listening to this will be like, what? What is she saying? And blah, blah, blah. But well, <laughs> that's that's my truth. So so your starting center backs for like a championship game or a playoff game would be Mangus and Sabrin? In that case, I think it would be Mangus and yeah, and Sabrin. If it's okay. for a championship, but other than that, it will be like Mangus and Hobby. Yeah, I, I just want them to rotate because I think it's important to stay fresh, you know what I mean? And we saw how much they rotated last year. So I know that's a cop-out answer. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, you gotta decide. No, you don't. Uh, sometimes you just rotate. They've been rotating um, those three anyways because I know Mengus was injured first and Becky's healthy now, which is really exciting. Um, so just to have her back with the team. But um, I know the Timbers don't really have that issue. They have two starting center backs who are, have been doing their job, uh, which is exciting. And then we saw Eric Miller step up big time as well. So we'll see We'll see but what you happens. you to rotate anyway. I mean, you cannot like bench them, any of them forever. So. Exactly. That's, it's, a, that's, it's a good answer. Yours is good. Exactly, good yeah. So... Like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting coming up uh, with what Mike does uh, with the World Women's World Cup coming up as well. So we're gonna you and I are gonna probably do a preview on the World Cup, um, probably in the next you know probably end of the month. Uh, but besides that, this is uh, Fook and Molina from football or soccer, whatever you call it. Thank you so much for your time and thanks for listening. See you again soon. Uh, if you have not subscribed to Rose City Review, please do. We support all your contributions. That's why uh, we are here today. Thank you so much.